Yeah, we gotta get you a. Uh, we gotta get you a, an arm, yeah. or something. I had an arm around here. I don't know where the arm went. Remember, I bought. I had bought the two arms. Yeah, I got one under my bed. It's just usually when I'm recording, there's no table or desk in front of me. When I get, when I get my new place, the setup's gonna be dope. I already know. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping when I like I have to move into a dorm and stuff, I could like make a little setup or like have a little space to still be able to record like that, or else I might have to, I don't know, maybe hop outside, find a little table or something. Like, yeah, yeah, you don't. I mean, you don't really need it. Like I like using a green screen for a lot of my videos, so it's like whatever. But being, I don't know. Sometimes I the th the thing that's most frustrating is like when I'm trying to like talk about a topic. And I need like facts and details and stuff like that. Like, there's no table or anything for me to have my computer or whatever there. So it's like yeah. sometimes I gotta like pause, look, pause, look, like do this whole thing. So that's really the only thing. But yeah, did you see? Uh, you probably didn't. But Storms, he just dropped. Uh, he just dropped the lineup for "This Is What I Mean" day. It's like Stormzy and Frank. Like, um, like his it's his festival. Concert. His festival. Yeah, it's like it's a he's headlining the con the festival, but when he announced it, when his album came out, he was just like, "I have friends coming," and I was like, "Oh, bet I'm gonna go to that and Carnival in August." But I didn't know who was performing. But I just seen it on uh, social. It was um, I'm gonna read it to you. It's Stormzy, Kehlani, Sampha, Nux, Lucky Day, Western. Miss Banks and more. You said and that's in August? Yeah, it's August 18th. I'm about to put that on my calendar. I might want to get out to that. Yeah, you might. I don't know. You might be in school. I was I was about to ask you, but that's why I was like, because I'm going to be out there from then until probably the end of August. That's probably like my biggest trip this year because I want to go to for to Notting Hill and stuff like that. I, I still want to go to London. That's one of those places I wanted to go. I know they had like this... Um, they had this like this little rave room down there too that I've been seeing on TikTok and stuff. I think it's the boiler room, and they have one. Yeah. I know they have one out here, but the one out there is a lot bigger. I wanted to go see that too, but that would be a vibe. Yeah, London's a vibe, bro. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to touch bases and stuff like that. People are in my in my DMs like telling me where they're from and stuff. Like I just met somebody uh, through DM probably like a week ago from London. And he was like, oh, yeah, if you're down here, I'm going I'm to hit him some more because, you know, weirdos might be weird. You don't know. But I'm going to hit him some more between now and then and see. Because that, that's the thing. You want to go where the locals like going. You don't want to go where everywhere says you should go online. Like, if you, right. you could look it up, it's probably not. Like, I always say the best place the best place to eat tacos back home is somewhere that's not. You're, you just like, it's like you just know from being around. You don't right. know from being a tourist. Right. So you gotta, gotta kind of be around the locals, be around the people who are always there to really know what what's really to do out there, not like the surface stuff you see everywhere. Right. right. But let's let's jump in, bro. This is I've been okay. Let's be let's be very transparent. I've been the last couple of days. I've been trying to figure out like, do the, is this the Immaculate Vibe podcast? Is this the R and R podcast? I'm trying to keep branding pretty consistent across platforms because I want people to be able to recognize us. So I know the playlist is going to be the Immaculate Vibe, but right now it's the R and R podcast. Might change down the line. We'll figure it out later. But I like. I feel like, and I tell all my friends this that. The person I like talking music with the most or the person I like getting music from the most is you. 
I think out of all my friends, you have the best music taste. And the fact that you're a little younger than me, you kind of keep me in tune with people I feel like I should be keeping up with, even though like I can go find them myself. And I feel like for this episode, it would be good to start off with talking about like where hip hop is at now. I've been making content around like I think hip hop is in the process of dying or dead. And I've had a lot of people in my comments saying like they don't believe that's the, tr- the case. And I wanted to get your perspective on it because I feel like whenever the people that I feel like are most relevant in what is considered hip hop in America today, I feel like you so much keep me in tune. Like uh, Yeet, Baby Tron, yeah, yeah. Young Nudie. Yeah. Um, I feel like even Jack Harlow, in a sense, like Jack Harlow is what hip hop is now mainstream, which mainstream and i have another take on this i want to get into later but hip-hop is now mainstream which includes a larger like demographic of white people so a lot of the music is going to be more palatable to that like hip-hop and pop are almost adjacent so you're going to get a lot more so jack harlow is hip-hop today you know what i mean and you have to consider it that so i wanted to ask you like where do you think where do you think it's at where do you think it's going like who's Who's really still like, yo, we should watch out for him? Like, I don't I don't really know. I want to hear it from you. Um, I feel like I was talking to one of my friends about this the other day, actually. And I, I think, like, it's really niche down now. Like, it's kind of like whatever you like is what you like. And I feel like it's kind of like there's going to be a lot of different people for each lane. Like, I feel like that kind of, like, fast car, money rap that's kind of going on right now. Like, the Yeats, the Luckies, the... I don't know, Big Baby Gucci, that's a person I listen to. Like, he, though, though, that type of rap, you can find that. You can find the underground hip-hop type of rap. I feel like there's a lot more, like, variety, but I feel like, in a way, it's also saturated because of that. Like, I feel like there's so much rap, and there's so much dropping, and there's, like, it's just a lot, and it's a lot of more, like, quantity instead of quality. Like, I feel like I was talking to one of my friends, and we were talking about how, like, it's... I feel like nothing really sticks out anymore when it comes out as far as rap. Like, it's kind of like, okay, I expect to hear this from this artist. I expect to hear this from this artist. Like, I don't feel like it's really gonna... There's not a lot of things that kind of, like, pop out at you that really stick out to you. And I feel like when you said it's, like, dying but it's not there yet, I I think that's kind of true. Because I feel like now you're starting to see, like, those bigger legacy artists like you would see in rock. Like, you would see in ACDC or you would see a Nirvana. You would see those legacy artists start to be, like, I guess, like, the bigger things in the genre. I feel like the, the older artists are even, like, the... I don't even know how to explain it. I, do, I but I do kind of agree. I, with you. I know what it's you're saying. It's kind of like a legacy thing now. Like it's kind of like it is dying, but I don't think it's dead yet. If you find yeah, it, I, niche, I don't think it's dead at least. I know. Yeah, the the I guess what sparked this for me partially it's just me being like I've been going to so many like international artist shows the last I say year year and a half. So that's what's one thing starting to change my mind, especially being in like being in Chicago and going to a sold out coffee concert. It's like oh like. We might think it hip hop is like coffee is from Jamaica and she's reggae and it's like she's still doing great numbers. Burner Boy is still selling out thousands of people. And that was one thing. And then another one was like every after every generation of rap, you knew who was next up. And for a while, people was like, yo, Roddy's next up. That's not true. Roddy's not next up in terms of like that that lane. And I guess the only person I would say like, yo, after the Kendrick, Drake, Cole, like big three like who would be next like i think tyler 
Mm-hmm. I think Tyler is the one. Tyler's the only one. And Tyler's around that age. Uzi, Jack Harlow, even Jack Harlow. Like, and that's not. And it's like. And even in that trap. If you look like, at the. I, say, um, I mean, I interrupt you. But, like, even in that trap, man, like, Young Boy is probably one of the bigger ones. Like, yeah. But still, then, it's, I feel like you're right about that, though. There's not, like, a next up, like, a, ooh, this is for really looking out for. This is who everybody's talking about. Like, I, I, I feel like it's kind of like, I don't even know. Yeah, there's no consensus. There's no consensus. It was like, when those three came out, it was a consensus. It was like, Dr. Dre is backing Kendrick. Jay-Z is backing J. Cole. And Lil Wayne and Baby are backing Drake. It's like, we all know, this, the everybody knows this is it. And so like now it's like Tyler and the thing with Tyler that's so different is like he's been around making music for over a decade. So it's like it's like he's the one, but it's not the same where it's like we usher in the young guy and he's the guys. It's completely different now. And I just feel like now you're getting these mega superstars globally that are what we used to look at them as. Like I saw a stat the other day that says Central C like over ninety percent of his streams are outside of the UK. And that's that's different than like you you would expect a, a UK artist like would have a primarily UK fan base, but the fact that a lot of his artists aren't over there, it's like I mean his fans aren't over there. That's pretty telling to where I feel like we're at now. And I'll be I mean I'm not saying there aren't people like you said. There's people in America where it's like like the Larry June album. I feel like is a good example of that. It's like you know what you're gonna get with Larry June, and I feel like this Larry June Alchemist album was. Probably one of his best projects. I feel like Alchemist yeah. makes the type of production he was already rapping on. And then they went and got artists around him that it was just like, like, duh. That song you sent me this morning, the, what was it called? Orange Village? Yeah. That, that was, was fire. He, that was fire. There was a, that, I love that album so far. Like, I was really bumping it a lot in the yeah. gym. And I just, I love the vibe of it. I feel like Al always puts people like, on the beats that really work for them. Like, I feel like the first time I really heard him was through um, Action Bronson and, like, what he was okay. doing with Action Bronson back in the day. Like, all those projects, I kind of forgot that um, he was on a lot of those. He was the one producing on a lot of those. And I was actually researching Alchemist today. Did you know that he produced um, Fear by Kendrick? Yeah. I didn't even know yeah, that. Bro. That's so Bob, right? I did not know that. Yeah. Bro. Kendrick, Kendrick stay with a, like, my favorite producers, Kendrick's always working with, I feel like, like, right. even on that album, he worked with, he worked with Cage Renata on that album, too, but Alchemist, yeah, he'll get one every now and then, and I feel like he's just been through so many eras, bro, like, he's been around for so long, the, I'm trying to think of the, the first album where I was, like, really into Alchemist was probably, uh, what's the Freddie Gibbs project, Alfredo. Alfredo was the first one where I was like, oh, this is just different. And then the Action Bronson one with, was it, Lambs Over Rice? Mm-hmm. And then and then Boldy Jane. So after that, like, that was when I started catching on. But, yeah, this project was say, fire. I ain't gonna lie. I would say that um, my first one was probably the Boldy James album, uh, Bo Jackson. That was in 2021. Uh, it was actually after oh, I yeah, heard yeah, Alfredo because yeah. I had really gotten in the Bo... Uh, Sorry, Boldy James just Griselda. So when I was looking through his stuff, that album actually came out like two weeks before I had really heard him. And that was probably the first one I heard that I was really messing with. Like Great Adventures on there is probably one of my favorite Alchemist songs. I really love that song. So I would say, I mean, 
transitioning out of that, my next, I feel like the wave that we're already seeing, but I feel like more people are going to start leaning into it is the, um, like using multiple languages. Like me and you both like late night Jiggy a lot. And that's why I feel like, I feel like he's going to be a star. I feel like he's one hit, one album away from being a star. But I feel like there's other artists who are, a lot of the Afrobeats artists, a lot of, especially the Nigerian ones, they grow up speaking English and, uh, I don't know. I don't know their language, so I'm not about to like try and like say I know it. But they speak like pidgin, which is like a mix of the two. And so like Benson for me, he does that really well. And I feel like Burner Boy, Burner Boy is the the prime example. It's like last last went crazy, and you don't know what he's saying except for chop breakfast. Like, and it's fine. It's like whatever. It's a vibe. I'm gonna fuck with it. But I think there's a lot of artists even here. Like Caliucci's just put out a project in English which was really good. And she said she's going for the rest of her career. She's switching off English and Spanish. So her next project later this year is going to be Spanish. So I think real good too. you liked it. I haven't heard the whole thing yet. Yeah, it was, it was real vibey. I don't know. That's the word. I always find myself coming back to it's just vibey. Like, I feel like it was just like, there were super airy beats on it. And like, I liked her vocals on it a lot. And I was really messing with it. Yeah. She, uh, I listen to that Sad Girls Love Money song a lot. <laughs> I listen to that song so much. And she, though the remix when she's on it, that's a vibe for sure. But I think that's... Like, go ahead. I, I, mean, I, so I don't mean to keep on interrupting you. I no, go ahead. Go ahead. Off, but, um, I do think like being able to make music in English and Spanish makes you super versatile. I think that's why I was so interested in Late Night Jiggy when I first heard him. Like... <clears throat> I just found it really interesting that he could switch that fast. I also think it's like, I feel like it's a cool thing in your brain to be able to do that, to be able to switch between languages that fast. Like, you got to be a really, like, good musician, or, I guess, like, a higher-level artist to be able to do something like that, in my opinion. I think the thing, the thing is, it's like, media, media, if you go back, the further you go back, the more rigid it was, right? So because America was like, America's where the money was at. So if you were trying to do anything, like that's why I was getting a vibes cartel this past week. And that's why Sean Paul did better than a vibes cartel. Because where the money's at, the people understand what he's saying more. So it was like you have to speak in a uh you have to have a type of voice and a type of like dialect that people can understand. Even if it's not the best music, like they're gonna put money behind what they can understand. And but now it's like we realize like how many people do you know that grew up speaking Spanish, learned English, and they switch back and forth in the house. Or they have friends where it's like, like I have friends where you're talking to them and then in the middle, they're like trying to think of a word. And they're like, como se dice, which is like, how do you say? It's like some people just, they speak, they're on the line. They have like slang on both sides. And it's like, that's how people talk. And he says, I've heard him talk about in like his stories and stuff like that. That's how he talks with his friends. You know what I mean? And I think just being able to just be yourself on the track, it's like becoming more acceptable because now we're at a point in America where it's just so diverse. It's like you're going to have so many people who speak so many different things all over the world. And now it's OK for you to just say it however you would say it or say whatever you would say, because there's people who probably talk just like you. It definitely takes a talent for sure to be able to make it make sense. Like a lot of his songs, like when he gets into the English and then goes Spanish, he's saying words. He's not speaking in words that I can't understand. I can still understand what he's saying to an extent. So it's definitely talent, but I think that is just a more natural thing. Like I always say the Burner Boy wouldn't have been Burner Boy had he never lived in the UK. 
like him living in the UK, he's like his prox. I hate proximity to whiteness, but I need another. It's like proximity to Western culture. It's like the the Britain, like Britain in America. It's like this is what we consider quote unquote mainstream. So like for him to have that Nigerian background and have that as well, it just opens a lot more doors for him. Or like a Stefan Don who has Jamaican parents, but she was born in Ireland and grew in the UK. It's like you're almost like. Like there, you know, racial. Like how Anthony was racially ambiguous. Yeah, yeah. You can't tell. It's like she's almost like culturally ambiguous in a way. Like she has strong culture, but she can sort of lean in and like I don't know. I think that's just going to be a bigger trend that we start to see. I feel like America is just going to be late to the party. I feel like we're going to look up and be like, oh my god, everybody's bigger than us, and it's going to be too late. Yeah, I, th- I think it's also just the fact that a lot before, at least, we were the first country getting a lot of like the technological advances and the we were starting the social medias and all things like that. And now all of those things are coming from everywhere. And since everybody has a phone now, like Internet access is expanding. Everybody has access to different types of music. And that's why I feel like one of the reasons why it kind of became so niche down, because there's so much out there now like you can see so much you're exposed so much so it's like i feel like it's easier for those international artists to get on in more places because they just have more reach more access to people yeah you know what I mean? yeah the biggest the craziest fact and this isn't even a just the music thing but it also relates to it it's like that only like 20 it was like some crazy stat it was below 40 percent of africa has internet Right. And it's like that that's a problem for so many reasons. But just to look at numbers, it's like it's like how many people can go how many people can go stream last last in Africa, realistically. And there's over a billion people on the continent. And I'm like, bro, if you just look into the trajectory, it's like Nigeria is blown every day more and more people are listening. Every day. And it's like, yo, you give that ten years, how long does that take? I don't know. It'll be dope though. We'll see where it goes. Did you listen to uh have you listened to Tyler the Creator's The Deluxe yet or no? Oh yeah, I tapped into that too. I liked it. Um I'd say the my favorite song from it so far was probably Made My Day. Um I feel like that one kinda you know it was weird. That one kinda sounded like an alchemist beat. Like it was kinda like that really jazzy sample and like I, I don't know. I really think he was more so trying to, like, really get his bars off on, like, this, like, I guess you could call it the B-side of Call Me If You Get Lost. But um, that's what he was really talking about. Like, he just wanted to, he really felt like he had something to prove still with the raps, at least. Like, I feel like people still didn't have that respect for him after that rap album. Like, and the fact and that was that, still crazy. Yeah. yeah, like, the fact that before that, he made a completely different type of album. And before that, like it was completely different from what it what the last one was like he's really good at like switching his style between projects but it doesn't feel like he's reaching really doesn't feel like he's reaching yeah what a day was produced by mad lib mad so lib? that's yeah okay. that makes sense did you did you um did you see mad lib is he got three albums coming out this year bro i didn't see that bro he has he's finished he's finishing up the mac miller project him and mac miller had almost had a project and he said he's finishing that. He's got an Erica Badu project coming out. And then he's got, I forget if he said, I forget what the third one was. I'll send it to you after this. But it might have been like Slum Village, I believe. 
But it was like he said is he went on sway and was like, "Yo, I got three albums. They all coming out." I'm like, "Oh shit, that's crazy." I feel like the producers yeah. are working a lot more. Like, um, like you see Alchemist, uh, Hit Boy, uh, what's the name? Just dropped a project. DJ Drama, like he dropped another project. Like I feel like they're all that's releasing sh- way more music. Like just them under their imprint type of thing. That shit is crazy. Have you did you listen to dramas at all or no? No, I, I haven't got a chance to. Like I was listening to the yeah. other group. Yeah. yeah. I haven't listened to uh I haven't listened to Tyler's yet. Like I've heard the singles that came off of it, but I was listening to DJ Drama this morning too. He has some crazy he like I feel like what DJ Khaled tries to do, DJ Drama did. Mm-hmm. Right? Like he got I don't know, he just put a more cohesive more cohesive songs together. Like I've only listened to a couple of them off of there, but there's a song on there with G Erbo, G Erbo, Mozzie, and Vori. That song's fire. There's a song on there with Sci High, La Russell, and then uh, I forget the singer's name. It's, her name starts with a C. And then there's a couple other, like there's a 42 Doug Lil Uzi song on there that's fire. Yeah, um, the Jack Harlow song, the Jack Harlow song on there is fire. That song, Jack Harlow wants to be Drake so bad. I want you to go listen to that song when you get a chance, bro. He wants to be Drake so bad. That sounded like a. a I don't. It sounded like a four p.m. in or like a or like a seven a.m. in Calabasas or whatever the fuck. I mean, That's what it sounded. Even, like. I've always felt like he was like a Drake baby for real. Like even if you go listen to like the first song I really liked by Jack Harlow was River Road, and I feel like that is such yeah. like a Drake like just yeah. style of writing. It's a Drake style of like the way he paused, like he was like still working, and then like that that sounds like <laughs> yeah, really yeah, 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 like, yeah, I don't yeah. know, I don't know. Like, Seven like a.m. and I gotta, I gotta get to it because my friends. Yeah, but he, I gotta put money in my friend's pocket. It feels so good. I'm in the crib and it's not an apartment. He like, bro, that shit. I was like, yeah, this is this nigga is Drake's child, bro. But it's a lot of music out right now. Uh, uh, Davido dropped an album. He did that project. Yes, he dropped an album, bro. And I feel like I'm just getting into Afrobeats in the last year, and like the big three is. Wizkid and uh, Davido and then Burna Boy. Wizkid and Davido got signed to Sony first. They got signed in like 2016, like right after uh what was the Drake Wizkid song? One Dance? Was yeah. it One Dance? Yeah. Right after that is when they got signed. And I just never really got in. There's a couple songs that I had liked of his, like that I heard at like Fets and Parties and stuff like that, but I never dived into his catalog. But nah, this shit fire, bro. Like this shit. It's definitely fire. He got a song on there with uh, Ashake. Ashake is a fucking legend, bro. I can't wait to see I, him. I like his style. Every time you send me yeah. his stuff, I'll be sitting there like really bopping to the, the album yes, piano, bro. Bro, oh bro he has no... He he don't speak English at all. He don't speak English at all. And I don't give a... Well, I don't know. In real life, he speaks English. I just mean on the records. He don't speak English, bro. And I don't, don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Like, that's just a vibe. And then... Uh, Another person featured on that album, I don't know how you pronounce her name. It's either Fave or Fave. I like her a lot. She has a song. I sent it to you a while ago. It's called Baby Rhythm. Yeah, I like that. That's song. a vibe. I added that to my playlist. Yeah. She's yeah, she's fire. I'm waiting for a project from her, but it's a lot of people on this album that is pretty good. Skeptics on the project. Um, there's so Ashake's producer produced like three songs on here. His name is Magic Sticks. He's fire, bro. There's a lot of producers overseas that are actually killing, bro. Like Magic Sticks, um, P2J. P2J produced a lot of Stormzy's last project. 
produced a lot of WizKids last project. Um, and then there's a couple other people, bro. When I hit produce, now I hit producers. I hit producers in the DM all the time. Like, if if I see somebody's song and it's fire, like, I'm going to hit them in the DM and be like, hey, bro. And eventually, like, I'm trying to make more content on producers and writers, too, because I feel like they just don't get... They don't get the credit they deserve, bro. It's like they be making all the hits. The dude I'm just go out there and yeah, turn the mic on. Song. Like if yeah. you ask a person what they remember from most songs, it's either gonna be the beat or the hook. And the person who wrote that is the writer or the producer. I feel like half the time yeah. they're the ones controlling the crowd. They're the ones controlling the music. They're the ones controlling like they're they have more hands in than they're given the credit for. For sure. Yeah. I mean, who I guess this would be this will be my last question for today, and this is something I would be interested. Who do you like? Who do you want to see live in concert? If not this year, just as soon as possible. Like, who's on your list to be like, yo, I want to see that person live. Well, I mean, um, Kendrick is always on my bucket list. I'm hoping to see him at Lala. Uh, I want to see Wizkid live, Larry June live, also because I missed him live last year. Still sick about that. Um, I want to see, I would say two more. I'd probably say, I want to see SZA. Her, her live concert yeah, looked yeah, nuts. Yeah. Like it looked nuts. And mm, that's really all I can think of right now. What about yeah. You? I would say, Ira, number one for me is Ira Star. Mm. Ira Star and Rema. Oh, I want to see those Rema so bad. Oh, I forgot him. I yes, forgot him. I used I used to mess with this chick back in Chicago, like right before I moved, bro. She put me on with Black Sheriff and Rema, and she loved Rema. And then I started seeing like you see the concert videos and stuff like that, bro. Females love Rema; they love that nigga, and I don't I don't get it. But I want to see Rema. I want to see Ira Star, Asha K, Stormzy, Nux. A lot of people overseas. Stormzy, Nux, um, Central C. Central C. Yeah. How can I be homophobic? Then, I don't think that goes probably my last one. That's the one I just Yeah, thought. yeah. He's tough. Yeah. He's tough. There's a lot of... Yo, that that shit overseas, bro. I can't wait till they come back over here, man. I can't, I can't wait until we... Yeah. I've been... Another thing I've been thinking about... Wait, let me finish this list, and then I'll tell you what else I was thinking about. So, Iris Star. Um, Iris Star, Stormzy... Asha K. Over here, I want to see Larry June too. Um, Setch. Setch, yo, fingers crossed that our media pass gets approved. But if media pass gets approved, Afro Nation, end of May, you got Burner Boy, WizKid, Asha K, Benson, Beanie Man, Setch. That list is crazy, bro. That list is so. And even if, I, even if the, the media pass doesn't get approved, I'm going. I'm going to that. And then I'm also, this is a sneak one. We'll see if it happens. But something in the water. I'm trying to go to that one too. That one's at the end of April. So. Um, I definitely I definitely got to try to get to Afro Nation. I'm going I'm to try to cook some money up for that. Figure out what I can do. Yeah, Afro Nation is, Afro Nation is exactly what, is. it's like, a culmination of a lot of artists that I want to see. Like I want to see Seth so bad, bro. Yeah. Uh, 
But yeah, that's pretty much. I mean, there's not too many artists where I'm like, yo, I need to see this person live. Like a couple people, I feel like, I feel like some artists aren't going to be the best live. No, I feel like there's a lot of the. For me, it's a lot of the rappers because like even their style, you can hear yeah. like they're gonna get on the. They're gonna get on the um, stage and be lazy. It's gonna be like real monotone. There's not gonna be a lot of energy to it. Like as much as I love Nudie, I was not messing with that concert. That concert was not good. Yeah, you you texted me the other day. I was like, yo, if you you. He's like, don't put out the Nudie vid. Do you not like? Was, so let. What do you think of Nudie? What was the concert? What do you think of the project? And what do you just think of Nudie in general? Like how bad? Like what was? It? Um, I, I feel like the first time I saw Nudie, I saw him at Lala. So obviously it was on, it was like he was putting on a show for them. Like it wasn't his show. It wasn't him, um, curating it, whatever. But I got to the show. It was an hour and a half of his artists from Atlanta, just randoms that I had never heard before. Now, I mean, some of them were okay, but his biggest artist out of, um, like his little group, like his little PDE group or whatever, is Baby Drill. And everybody was said the whole time when they was bringing up the new people, it was like Baby Drill, Baby Drill. But he just got out of jail. He wasn't gonna come out, so we knew that. And um, the project, if I'm just going to the project, um, I feel like I always feel like the beats are amazing. Like I feel like the he works with Pierre, he works with Coop, he works with Twenty Rocket a lot. I love them. They all have been making a lot of the best, like a lot of the tribe music you hear coming out of Atlanta. You'd be surprised how much of it was from those three. Like those three are have a big hand in it with 21 Savage and just a bunch of the Atlanta guys. But I just feel like I didn't have the same feeling that I usually get with the Nudie album. Like it's usually super hype. It's usually like his flows are crazy on it. Like, and even then like the bars you'll hear, he's not like a super bar you down type of guy, but sometimes he'll throw in like a little punchline that it'll be like you'll be sitting there like whoa but i feel like this time the album just kind of felt like lazy like i felt like yeah usually i really like nudie albums i'm a big nudie fan like i'm a nudie head i will always say like out of all the trap that's coming out right now i like nudie probably the most out of most of it but just the recent album i just nah it just it just wasn't my thing like and i was yeah. really surprised because at first i think i was just kind of geeked to, to get another nudie album like just geeked because he he usually takes a while between releases but i don't know that one and then the one right before it i would say was better than that that was the other thing like he 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 with this album and the last album he didn't take a lot of time like between them i would say and the last one was a lot better so i was still kind of like still listening to that one and this one came out and i kind of got a sour taste in my mouth type of thing but i feel like yeah. it happens i feel like i mean artists are never 100 percent. like yeah. they never no artist is going to make everything that you like and i think like even for me i feel like as of recently russ russ hasn't he hasn't been putting out songs that i really like recently except except the song he had with the uh the the mexican artist i forget his name but that song i liked but others the other stuff like he's doing like the real like i don't like nasty i don't like that song i guess it's like it's whatever but, uh, i haven't been listening to russ like as heavy i feel like when i go listen to russ it's his old stuff or like it's like the chomp projects or like um journey is a song that never leaves my um yeah that, that never yeah. leaves my playlist 10 year free 10 year freestyle that one year freestyle yeah. yeah sore losers like i i don't know it's like you relate to an art i feel like what makes me relate to an artist is like a certain time period in their life what they're going the the artist who you can pinpoint a certain time in their life it's like 
it's like okay this is why this is so special like that time when he's like yo i'm figuring he's figuring it out you know what i'm saying like he put out 11 trash projects and then he's like oh i, I won't say the trash he said the trash but he's putting out 11 projects and he's like oh, okay let me try this single a day thing and like you go back and it's like bro he's like i'm almost there i'm on the journey 10 years in here we go it's like i feel like that's I'm on that now. Like I feel like I'm starting to gain traction with this thing, and I, like I, those songs hit different now. Like one song that I play almost every day is "Never Stop" by Benson. Like that song is. I'm gonna send it to you again after this, but that's. I don't know. The hook is just so simple, but it's. It's like I've never stopped in my life. So tell me why would I stop now? Like that's a for some reason that just hit different. It's like bro, like like it might not be working how you want it to work, but you gotta keep going. It's just like yeah. it's like. I never stop. Like keep going, and I feel I play that song every day, bro. And I think Russ is just at a Russ is like not in a four 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 stage, but it's like certain people didn't like four 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 because they couldn't relate to it. It's like nobody's buying a, a piece of art for one million. Like yeah. this is <laughs> almost like unrelatable in a sense. But Drake, he's talking big money stuff, and most people can't understand that. Like nobody knows what a B below is. Like <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There are it's it's very hard to stay in tune, but I mean it depends on what you're trying to do. I feel like certain artists have different goals. Like Drake was trying to be the biggest artist in the world, whereas Kendrick was like trying to be. Kendrick wasn't trying to be that. Like when I listen to Little Sims, I get the same feeling I get when I listen to Kendrick. I guess like they're just trying to tell you about what's going on in their life, and she just got out of this crazy deal that she hated, and that's what she's rapping about: freedom. I'm just trying to do me type of deal, and. I don't know where music is at now. Like I have, I feel like that's why I don't listen to a lot of American stuff. I feel like it's the best way I can describe it is like American music or at least rap music is like eating itself alive. Like we're at the point now where like like I've been, I said earlier, but I've been listening a lot to to uh, Vibes Cartel the last couple of days, and it's because whenever I ask people like yo, I'm trying to get into the dance hall, who should I listen to? Or when I put out that Sean Paul video, everybody was like, it doesn't matter because Vibes Cartel is the king of, king of dancehall, the king of dancehall. I didn't get it, but it's like Vibes Cartel, he, he says dancehall didn't blow up to mainstream because it became an intolerable genre. Like the things they were talking about just being somewhat homophobic and very violent, it was like the mainstream wasn't going to accept that from people they couldn't understand it from. Right. And... The reason he became the reason Vibes Cartel is a legend to me, bro, is because like he went to jail, he went to jail for murder in like old like 2012, 2013, and a lot of his hits came out after that. He was in jail recording and putting music out. Like he Popcon got Popcon blew up because he was signed to Vibes Cartel. Like one of the big the song I sent you earlier this week was uh, Vibes Cartel and Popcon, but he like how Fifty Cent got shot nine times and he came back and rapped about it like that's what he is to them and so like the reason like is sean call sean paul and vibes cartel have such an interesting dichotomy is because like sean call sean paul is like pop he's like he's like drake in a way whereas like the niche narrow like you know you know it's vibes cartel and i've been really diving into that trying to learn i don't know feel like learning about dance hall now it's helping me sort of understand what's happening in terms of a genre perspective of why hip hop is declining and also where Afrobeats could go. I think yeah. I, I stand on thinking Afrobeats is going to be the number one genre. We'll see where it goes, but um, 
that's just where I, that's where I'm at right now. I think music is in an interesting place, and I think you know checking in week by week, just seeing what you're listening to and what you're thinking about. I think this is this is gonna go, go pretty well. So yeah, yeah. I think last thing I want to say because you just something just came to my mind. Just like digestibility in music, like I feel like that is something that like now that you get a lot more of. I feel like when you heard rap before, like it was a lot of bar you down. It wasn't as much like song making, like we're worried about flows and melodies and stuff like that. And now I feel like it's a lot more digestible. I feel like that's one of the things I will give hip hop right now is that it has become more digestible. Like I feel like how people used to say Nas picked bad beats. And now when you listen yeah, to Nas, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's 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 still he's been one of the best rappers. It's just you didn't understand it. You didn't hear him right. You didn't it didn't hit your ears right, type of thing. But that is that is a fact. I think um, Burner. So Burner Boy's grandfather was Fela Kuti's manager, right? Fela Kuti is the founder of Afrobeat with a T. I just want to make that sure because yo African fans are diehard, bro. (laughs) They be in my DMs and my comments letting me know when I'm wrong. When I'm wrong, I know about it. But he was his manager, and he used to always tell Burner Boy, because Burner Boy said he didn't use to like his voice. He would always say that your voice is an instrument. It's like a saxophone. Right. And once you learn how to play it, you can play it in so many different ways, which is what I feel like a lot of, what gravitates me to a lot more of African music. They use their voice like like Benson has a lot of melodies and he sings really well, but he also raps really well. He like switch like when it when he needs to rap he raps. When he needs to sing he sings. And I think there's only a couple artists who get in and out of both really well. Like Drake obviously is the the prime example of that here in America, but I feel like a lot more of them over there have a better understanding of that. And one thing I'm going to be diving into in the next couple of weeks is um, the term griot in West African culture for the last, I want to say, five or six hundred years, has uh, it refers to somebody named. This is the last thing I'll say, and then we'll get off here. But griot is a um, a storyteller. So back in West African culture in the Mali Empire, which was like I think the 13th century or the 12th century, like really, really early, the griot was uh, a important member of the community and almost like he was council to the kings and the queens and the rulers of the communities out there. And so he would like he would relay a lot of what was going on in the communities and in the towns. Um, sometimes he would just or- orate them, just say them. Sometimes he would make songs. But that tradition carried on throughout just black communities in general. I think we don't we don't really recognize that person in the same way here in America, but if when slaves got brought over on slave ships, to the islands, um, the griot was still over there in Trinidad and Tobago. Like the slaves weren't allowed to talk to each other uh, when they were doing work and stuff like that. So they would sing songs, and the people who were singing the songs were the griots. And a lot of times they were singing songs about the slave masters treating them poorly, what the slaves were going through, and that's what calypso music stems from, which is what is now soca music. And so that role, like we don't identify it as like, like the rapper is the griot. But certain rappers, I feel like, are griots. Like, when I hear Kendrick Lamar, like, certain songs where he's talking about what our community is going through, it it resonates in that same way for me. And, like, a lot of Burner Boy songs, he does that for them. And I think that we're starting to see more people step into that role in music and outside of music. And I think that's just an interesting topic to really, like, show people. Like, this person is... Uh, 
like a reference point in time. Like you listen to that music and you could tell what him and his people were going through. And so I think that's going to be something also very interesting coming out of a lot of music pretty soon. But so something I'm going to be diving like, into for sure. That's like the like the bigger figure or like the I'm trying to think of the word. Like the like the shining figure, like the the one that's like ah, I don't even know how to uh, I had the thought in my head. I don't know. Uh, we can come back to it either way. Like we were. It, I would just yeah. I mean the at the time like when I look when I was reading on it, it was like a griot. Like the stories they were telling was like in when it got to the islands, the person was looked at in such high stature. Like they didn't have newspapers, and a lot of them couldn't read. So you know, so a lot of the stories that he was telling and a lot of the songs he was singing there. Like newspapers, journalists, people who were in governments and stuff like that, they would refer to the griots' uh, songs and orations as like news. Like that was their daily news. Sometimes, like people around the islands would refer to the songs and sing the songs, so you would know what else was going on in the islands. And I feel like it's just like that person just captures culture, and like he's taking a snapshot. He's telling the story of what's going on, and I think that in and of itself it's like certain stories need to be told in a certain way it's not what you it's not what you say it's how you say it which is why i think burner boy like like why they have a different relationship with that title of person or with that role it's like it's kind of been like whereas us a lot of our history is lost so we have to like we don't realize we're we don't realize that a lot of the stuff that we brought with us was passed down we just didn't give it a name or we didn't give it like we didn't didn't, like attribute anything yeah we didn't attribute anything to it but it's like certain things are just in us and we don't know why but i think that's always been with us it's just we don't we don't point it out yeah i guess guess you're kind of saying equating that like the artists and the bigger figures in culture to this griot you said i I don't want to say it wrong yeah yeah, I, that, I think that's when my brain started going when you started talking about it. I was thinking like those are probably like the bigger artists or like the more like moving figures during a time like Tupac or I don't even know like the yeah 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 exactly like that like like if you and I I guess for me to look at like when I try and like pinpoint people in our culture when I try and pinpoint people in our culture that do that it's like in forty years is their music gonna tell me what people were going through at that time. And if not, like, they're just, like, there's nothing wrong with it if they don't. Like, I don't know. Drake, I have a hard time with. Drake is like, I don't know. He's like Drake. But Kendrick, it's like, you got songs like All Right. You got that whole that whole album, Tepimba Butterfly. That, like, that album, a lot of people didn't like it. But if you're being real, like, this is what, this is our struggle. Like, I think that's that's more thing. It's like, though, this is our struggle. Or this is what we're going through this time. I don't know. But... I just think I think Africans have a different relationship with that title or certain artists like Fela Kuti is that like Fela Kuti was one of the greatest artists ever. And learning about him was so insightful for me in a way that I don't think a lot of people will ever understand. Like I'll keep talking about him. And I think in this podcast, I'm going to try and incorporate a lot of music history where I can. But I think like I'm going to have to really flesh ideas out and like really put them out there. I think I think. Like I, I I bring this title up because I see some of like what that's the the purpose that person serves is what I sort of see myself serving in a similar way. In in some aspects. I don't 
at this point, I don't think I'm gonna be a rapper or an artist. I don't. Right. I don't <laughs> think that's in my cards. It's but your voice I, is important. Yeah, I think. I think I'm have. I think. Josh. Josh. Josh told me a couple of weeks ago. He was like, "Lean into what you feel like is working. Like, what are people responding to?" And all the the people, the videos that do the most for me are stuff where I'm educating people on something like, like the sound systems video or like the Sean Paul video or Fela Kuti, like that stuff. Like when I get in, like when I get feedback back from that, it's like, wow, I didn't know that. I'm glad somebody's talking about that. Like people DMing me like, yo, keep doing what you're doing. Like the other videos are cool and I feel like they're helping, but like that stuff is where I'm like, oh, okay, this is resonating with people in a way that a lot of stuff isn't. So I have to like keep making stuff like that, but definitely gonna have to do that more too. I feel like I was struggling to really figure out like what people really like him with the content I was making at least. Like when I would send you stuff to put out, like some of it would do well, some of it wouldn't. Like one video would go up, the next one would be down. Like I wouldn't really know. I thought it was more so social media but i think like even like hearing like tabitha brown talk about how like the organic content regardless is going to rise to the top like i think that's something you just kind of have to really pay attention to and what is what are people really messing with from you what's what's giving you the most like response from other people even yeah most likes what are people commenting the most about what are you hearing the most about like yeah i and i mean we can talk more of this off this might this we might cut. I don't know. But uh I've had like I the fact that I'm making videos and they might not do well in terms of the algorithm, but I have people DMing me about like the Cal Banks. Cal Banks one was so weird to me because like it only got about a thousand views on TikTok and maybe half of that on Instagram. And so for him to like DM me and say he saw it, I'm like that's cur even a serve video. The serve video got like I think like 250 views on Instagram. I think that was it. And so for him to see it and post it, it's like you never know who's gonna see it. So I so I think like, yes, you look at how the algorithm is taking your content. Maybe that, I look at that more for structure and pacing, but less about like what I wanna talk about. I, like the stuff I wanna talk about, I'm gonna talk about it. Like even if like some niche artist in the middle of Zimbabwe, if I'm if I like him, I'm gonna talk about it. He just might I might just talk about it differently in terms of how the video works. But that stuff, like if you like somebody or you like what somebody's doing, bro, like that type of acknowledgement, people are always looking for that. So I think like don't think too hard about it. We can talk about it offline and I can tell you like where I'm leaning in and where I'm trying to make content towards, but like it's it's like you said, the organic stuff. What do you like? What do you, what do you like that's going on right now? That's the most important thing. But to wrap this up, um, we're gonna like this is all work in progress. Progress. We're gonna iterate on this, but I think like rec song recommendations. Like, what song would you recommend for this week that you've been listening to heavy that you would want other people to go check out? I would say um, my favorite song that i'm probably listening to right now um art talk on the great escape with larry june and alchemist he has boldy james featured on that and i was really liking that song that's something you should go check out this week okay my song uh bro i've been listening to a lot of the same songs this week but i'd say if i had to pick one declan rice Declan Rice by Odu Mo Du Black. Odu Mo Du Black. I don't know how you say his name, 
But that's fire. If you like drill music, if you like drill music, and you're looking to find something outside of America, that's what I would say. Go check out. It's Nigerian drill. I don't know what he's. Oh my bad. I don't know what he's saying on that song. I'm not gonna lie. Half the song I kind of understand. I don't care. I don't care. It's a fire. So I would definitely go check that out. Um, the Immaculate Vibe playlist. We're gonna plug that in the description. So if you're looking for uh, artists all around the world, not just America, that's the focus. We're trying to connect everybody. So if you're looking for any artists like that, definitely check that playlist out. We'll be back next week. This is most likely coming out on Monday. I'm 98% sure it's coming out on Monday. So check back the following Monday, and we'll be back with more music and more music takes.